Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here for the Locked On Nationals podcast. Today it is Saturday, September 19th, 2020. It is a special edition of a Locked On Nationals podcast. You guys know we usually don't go on weekends. They don't love us to, but the Nats had a doubleheader last night, and so it's important that we take a look back at those two games. Uh, one a win, one a loss, one an outstanding performance, one whatever the adjective you could guess you could use uh, as the opposite of outstanding. That would be an appropriate way to characterize the Nationals' second game yesterday against the Marlins. We'll talk about both of those. And then also, too, I want to look at some playoff odds and give you guys just some weekend general betting picks I like. You know, we'll go across sports, have a little fun here. The Nationals aren't great. they got three more games upcoming this weekend. But also, too, hey, we're here. It's the weekend. I tweeted today, it feels like football, so why not share maybe you know a few baseball picks, uh, some football picks, but we're going to look at the MLB playoff odds as it stands today because I think they are very, very interesting. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's get to it. Game one of yesterday's doubleheader between the Nationals and the Marlins. It is a pitching battle between Sixto Sanchez, the outstanding rookie for the uh, the Marlins, against Eric Fetty for the Nationals. And the big story of this game is that the Marlins got Fetty whopped. Six innings, one hit allowed, two walks, six strikeouts for the Nationals pitcher, Eric Fetty, and a really nice outing from him. His best outing of the year. He gets to two and three on the year. Sixto drops to three and two now. And something interesting that was noted by the Marlins broadcast before the game started is that this was Sixto's second time facing a team. His first start that he made of his entire career was against the Nationals in a similar setting. It was the second game of a doubleheader, not the first, but it was the second game of doubleheader. And he performed quite ably, uh, I, I thought, in that first outing. He did not perform as well this time around compared to the first time that he pitched against the Nationals. Tonight, it was four full innings. He gave up eight hits, five earned runs, two walks, and got two strikeouts at ERA now at 2.75, so not too bad. Um, The Nationals get this one, 5-0, some timely hitting, some good hitting, and not a lot of it from the top of the lineup. Tonight, it was a rough night for, or excuse me, in the beginning of the night, it was tough for uh, Turner and Soto, they went a combined one for seven on the evening and did not drive in a run in game number one. Nope, the hitting came from the middle to back part of the order. Runs driven in by Garcia and Keyboom. Andrew Stevenson drove in a run, and Robles drove in a run tonight. So uh, I was I was very pleased by the effort. Stevenson drove in two runs, excuse me. Um, I was really pleased by the effort from the middle to back part of the lineup. And this was something that we talked about is that this is where the Nationals are going to have to get production, especially next season. When they begin to formulate this roster, they're going to need to build a lineup that can produce in the back end. And a guy like Luis Garcia is maybe making a case why he should stay up next season. Even when they bring back Starlin Castro, I believe that he should be a part of this lineup. No questions asked. It should be Luis Garcia should at least be on the team, be around because he has provided something different for them from that second base than I think anybody thought imaginable at this age. I mean, he drives two for three in game one, 
Really impressed. He drove in a run. Carter Keeboom got the back going a little bit. He worked a walk tonight. He also drove in a run. Andrew Stevenson, too. You like to see that. Him going one for three, driving in two runs. Don't think he's going to be a regular next year. Also good to see Robles. Victor Robles, man, fluctuating between that nine and one spot. Um, it's been interesting to see where Davey Martinez has fit him in. All right, we will talk game number two here in one second. But first, a word from our sponsors. Tonight's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting, best for you protein bar in the game today. It's the best tasting protein bar for my money ever created. They now have 18 flavors, six new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry bar chia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. They still have the 12 original flavors, all chocolate, six with nut, six without nut, Coconut almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, that's my dad's favorite, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange, toffee almond, coconut, and peanut butter brownie. Right now, you guys have a chance to win a free cooler with your purchase. Just go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off on your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, game number two. We won't spend much time on this because there's really no point in spending a lot of time talking about game results for the Nationals because they just they don't matter at this point. I hate saying that, but the game game results themselves don't matter. The things within the game do matter. The results, not really significant at this point. But it was a 14-3 loss for the Nationals against the Marlins in the second game of a seven-inning, two-game two seven-inning doubleheaders. Um, in this one, it was Will Crow against Daniel Castaño. Crow, two and one-third innings pitched, four hits, six earned runs, two walks, two home runs surrendered, only three strikeouts. His, his outings have been difficult. Will Crow has not gained much traction, much to my chagrin and the, and the chagrin of many of you all out there as Nationals fans. I will say one thing that was fun was that Brock Holt did pitch in this game in the very end. Kyle McGowan has yet to go up a run uh, during his time with the Nationals, and I think you're going to keep seeing his, you continue to see him get more high leverage uh, situations. He's pitched seven in the third innings, only surrendered two hits, no home runs, obviously, and he has struck out 12. So Kyle McGowan has been excellent so far for the Nationals. That is another bright spot to look at in an otherwise uh, pretty bleak game. The Nationals went up. 2-1 after the first inning, and were subsequently outscored 13-1 the rest of the way out. It was a very difficult evening for Washington. They get back to it today, a classic nine-inning game, finally, with the Marlins uh, sandwiched between the doubleheader yesterday and then a doubleheader, double, another doubleheader on Sunday, excuse me. And uh, I'm curious to see who's going to take the bump for the Nationals they know Corbin's going tonight. They know Scherzer's going tomorrow. They don't know who's going tomorrow in game two of the doubleheader. I'm really curious to see who that is. Let's see if Patrick Corbin can stack multiple good performances together. Let's see if Max Scherzer can maybe show us a little bit of old, old Max because he has not shown us a ton of that this season. A bit more vulnerable Scherzer has been. So we'll see how those two guys do. We'll see who's, who ends up pitching game number three of the next three in the next two days here. So I'm very intrigued with that. All right, we're going to take another break. And then after that, we'll come back and look at some of the betting odds really quickly for the rest of the MLB as we head towards the playoffs. And then we'll take a look at some picks that I like just for the weekend in general. Going to help you guys out, hopefully make you a, uh, a coin or two if you like to wet the beak, so to speak. 
All right, let's take a quick gander at some odds here. This according to Bovada. Basically, your divisions are completely wrapped up. They've got the NL West champion. The Dodgers are minus 15,000 right now. To win $100, you must bet 15,000. The Braves, minus 5,000 here in the East. The A's are minus $20,000 in the AL West. The Tampa Bay Rays are minus 2,500 in the American League East. The White Sox are minus 2,000 in the AL Central, and they don't have odds for the National League Central because I believe the Cardinals game situation, they're not positive the Cardinals are going to be able to play all of their games. So they don't want to uh, they don't want to put any odds on that because it might come down to a winning percentage scenario. And so Vegas would prefer not to set any odds on that. All right, looking down the line now, your National League champion. So these are the odds of what they think it is for the team to represent the National League. The Dodgers, clearly the favorite right now at plus 135. Interestingly enough, their cohorts in the National League West, the San Diego Padres, are plus 460. Chicago Cubs are plus 525. The Braves are plus 575. Marlins plus 1,800 alongside the Phillies at that number two. The Reds and Cardinals are plus 2,000. The Giants plus 2,200. The Brewers plus 2,500. The Rockies are plus 3,000. The Nationals are plus 8,000, interestingly enough, um, as well. So still giving them an outside shot to win the National League. Right now, by the way, their odds to win the National League East, plus 75,000. So I'm not really sure why they're plus 8,000 to win the National League if they're plus 75,000 to win their own division. Doesn't seem to make much sense. I'm going to tell you what I like here. I like the Braves at plus 575. They have the fourth best odds right behind the Cubs at plus 525. And then the Marlins are plus 1,800. That's the next far one away. I put the Phillies a little bit higher. Wouldn't give them, you know, as bad odds. I'd, excuse me, put them a little bit lower. I'd say around plus 1,500. That feels right for me for the Phillies. But the Braves, I like the way they've been playing. I feel like they might have enough pitching if Ian Anderson can continue. And I love the way that they've been hitting. Freddie Freeman is a beast this season. Might win the NL batting crown. It looks like he's on pace to do so right now. I think the Braves are a smart bet at plus 575. You ask me, Josh, pick a long shot for the National League. I would say the Phillies at plus 1,800. I think that's really good value. All right, so the American League now. The Yankees are your American League championship favorites at plus 310. No, 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 no. The betting public will be all over this team. You want nothing to do with them. You want any, I mean, I know they're playing great baseball right now, but they're not winning their division. They, they had some slumps this season. Yes, they're playing some of the best baseball in the league, but I trust the A's. I trust the Twins. And I, you know, I feel better about also the White Sox, too. Just the story uh, has been very good this season, so I think it's more fun. But the Yankees are playing good. Plus 310, though, it's not worth the value. In an 18 playoff, when you know that they're going to have to go through a three-round series, I mean, maybe if they're down to four at plus 310, I'd take it. But with you know, you know they're going to have to be in an 18 playoff, and they're going to have a three-game series and make it through three rounds to be your American League champion. I'm not buying the Yankees at all at plus 310. Do not do it. If I had to go anywhere, once again, you guys know I like the Twins. Plus 600 for the Twins is where I'd be going. Or if it, you know the one I feel best about right now, 
I love the Athletics at plus 425. Once again, that number is a bit low for me. I like to get a bit more value. You guys know that's why I like the Braves at plus 525. But between the, tw- the Twins at plus 600 and the Athletics at plus 425, I think those are two pretty good numbers right there and things that maybe you throw a coin or two on uh, if you're looking to wet the beak and get some action. All right, let's get a couple picks for the weekend before we get out of here. This weekend, I'm going to give you guys a few winners I like. I like Duke Moneyline against Boston College, minus 160. I think that one is uh, is a pretty safe bet. Tulane, minus 6 against Navy. I would take them probably Moneyline, minus 220, because Navy looked horrible in their first game. Love Oklahoma State, minus 24. Big on them today. Take South Florida, plus 24. It's a lot of points. Notre Dame did not cover last week. Uh, in their game against Duke. Also later, love Central Florida minus 7.5 against Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech was not that impressive. Florida State was even worse last week in that game. Like Miami getting plus 1.5. I don't think Louisville can stop Derek King in that Miami offense. Also, I would take NC State tonight um, getting two points against the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. So there's some college football picks for you guys this weekend, let me give you guys a couple NFL picks before we get to it. I know a lot of you guys here are Washington football fans. You guys need to take Washington fo- the Washington football team tomorrow. They're getting seven points. Seven points on the road against the Cardinals. They might lose that game, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than seven. Also, like the Cowboys outright minus 210. There's a couple NFL picks for you. Also, the Buccaneers minus 380 against the Panthers. I'd parlay that with the Cowboys minus 210 if you're looking to get some action on the NFL tomorrow. All right, make sure you guys check us out at LO Nationals on Twitter, at Josh Neighbors underscore on Twitter as well. Check out the Locked On MLB podcast and the Locked On Fantasy Baseball podcast. All of these things are part of the Locked On Podcast Network.